We are back, albeit in a bit of a different format today. Uh, this is the Lion 24-7 podcast. Of course, if you're a regular listener, you know that Andrew Callahan went pro on us. He's now covering the Patriots for MassLive.com. Of course, last episode was his farewell. Uh, but this episode is pretty much all recruiting, so he would probably be useless anyway, as he would tell you in this situation. Uh, I'm Sean Fitz. You get me for this episode. Of course, we're back from our summer hiatus. Uh, I got the Lash Bash coming up for Penn State this weekend, so we wanted to get an episode in here. Got a couple guests on later. Steve Wilfong, Brian Doan were kind enough to share some time with us, and we're going to talk uh, some Penn State recruiting with them. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's a slow summer, which is great. You know, no, no news is good news sometimes. Penn State uh, just had the Big Ten media days. Not really a ton coming out of that. Of course, I think the the, the focus was on Manny Bowen, whether or not James Franklin would uh, address that or not. We didn't think he would, and he came through in flying colors by, you know, basically saying he's not on the roster. We're not going to talk about him, and, and if something happens, we'll be the first to tell you. So uh, nothing big really coming out of Chicago. Um, you know, of course, Penn State uh, still rolling on the recruit. Recruiting trail picked up a commitment from Delaware offensive lineman Salim Wormley on the 23rd. Of course, we picked up our own commitment. If you've been following along at all, uh, Tyler Donahue now with us uh, at Lions 24/7. He will be on the podcast moving forward. Haven't quite figured out the format yet, but we're, we'll get there. We're just kind of uh, feeling things out in Tyler's first week. If you haven't checked it out on the site yet, uh, done a phenomenal job. A couple days, uh, a couple solid pieces of content, and you know a lot of uh, loyal followers. So thanks to uh, thanks to Tyler for bringing in, uh, I guess, a new section of our audience, and uh, we're excited to work with him, uh, Mark, myself, uh, anybody else in the 24-7 crew. We have immense respect for what Tyler's been able to do over the last couple of years, especially at Land of 10 covering Penn State. So uh, welcome to Tyler. Uh, like I said, he'll join us at some point, not in this episode. Uh, we just kind of threw this one together uh, to get something up before Lash Bash, but uh, yeah, ready to roll. I mean, it's, it's a big weekend for Penn State. The Lash Bash is Saturday, the Camp Sunday. And I think what probably not of uh, just not a lot of regular users will realize here is that you know the rules have changed. The Penn, excuse me, the NCAA dead period runs from late June to late July now. So basically, there's a seven day window which 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 opened up on Wednesday where prospects can go out take unofficial visits and, and that that's pretty much it there's an august dead period which i'll be quite honest with you a lot of prospects had no idea about um you know it used to be you could go to camp you could go to practices and things like that uh now that's not the case it, it's probably a good thing for coaches you can focus more on your current team but prospects you know did like to get out there and uh you know do their thing and and see some schools before the season now you can't do that you won't be able to visit probably until uh the, the first, well, I guess it's actually until August 31st, unless somebody has a game before that. There's some, a couple technicalities there, but, uh, yeah, Penn State won't be able to host recruits again until their season opener against Appalachian State. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a, a little different, but this is the, this is the big weekend and you're seeing barbecues, things like the Lash Bash, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Clemson, just everywhere has has really something this weekend. So it's been a, you know, it's been really a crapshoot to see who could get guys on campus. If you're going to look at the whole list, and we've got our list on online at lines247.com, not really the strong list that we saw a year ago or two years ago, and the Lash Bash has developed into something very popular. But at the same time, when you're competing against getting guys to one school maybe that they haven't seen or another school that, the you know, 
that they've seen a few more times. I mean, it's kind of a it's an up and down. So solid list, not going to be the uh, not going to be on par with what it was when you weren't competing against every single school uh, trying to get guys there. It is what it is. I, I don't think anybody's going to freak out over it. I don't think you should freak out over it. Andrew is gone. He's probably freaking out over it, but you know him. So. We're going to start by touching quickly on Penn State's newest commit, uh, Salim Wormley out of Delaware, uh, 6'3", 3'15", 3'18", somewhere in there. Uh, Good length for a guard. I mean, I think he's a guard all the way, possibly center. Penn State cross-trains their guards and centers, uh, no doubt, so he'll he'll be snapping at some point. But, yeah, another one of those guards, uh, you know, big body, good length. Um, You know, he's probably got tackle length. I don't think he's going to play out there, but had a really good offseason. He's been been fantastic at some camps, won the – the offensive line uh, MVP award actually at the uh, in New Jersey regional for the Nike camps, um, you know, has had some great rivals camps. I think they boosted him up to just outside top 100 in the country. 24 seven sports has him as a three star. Um, you know, I, I understand the limitations, you know, he's, he's a guard, um, which is obviously from a starting point of, of ranking offensive linemen, you like the six five two ninety guys or whatever as offensive tackles. But this guy's a bruiser. He's a brawler. I think he's a good combination with Caden Wallace. Um, and Penn State can build their offensive line class from the inside out. A um, couple of guys that we'll talk about that will be in town this weekend. Of course, uh, Ja'Kai Moore on, still on the board as well, and Trevor Keegan, a couple guys. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a good pickup in Wormley. This is probably one that we expected to come in April um, when he visited three times in, in five weeks, slowed it down, visited Notre Dame, visited Rutgers, uh, sort of did his due diligence. But this was one that I think was, was in Penn State's back pocket the whole time. Good to see some movement on the offensive line. Maybe you can squeeze a couple guys, put a little pressure on, on, on some of the targets that have been there before um so yeah it was a good pickup for penn state just, i mean it's funny it's another four-star guy you know he's in the four-star in the 24 7 composite and everybody's you know just kind of whatever you know that's where penn state recruiting is right now you know low four stars aren't moving the needle which is crazy when you think about the last couple of years but hey that's the expectation that uh, james franklin and his crew have put out there so i guess we'll roll with it um we're gonna look at go back to what i said earlier about the lash bash list i mean it's it's a really good list um you know unless you're thinking of it in the scope of hey where's penn state recruiting at right now i mean it's uh it's it's crazy to think about and and sometime when we slow down and 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 just sort of look back over the last couple of years uh the 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 job that they've been able to do is is pretty fantastic but we'll talk about that at some other point of course you're here for the lash bash talk uh there's a few storylines going on right now uh offensive line recruiting is one of those uh anthony wiggin is a guy that i point to you know is a guy that penn state should end up getting uh whether that happens this weekend he wants to take visits but you know how those things work um he wants to take visits and check things out and take official visits but he's playing every saturday until november i think so um, you know, I think Penn State's in a good spot there. A couple of offensive linemen uh, visiting this weekend as well. Zach Franks, uh, John Allen from Ohio. Uh, just a, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I think Penn State has covered their bases in terms of recruiting offensive linemen. Can't take them all, but you know, that's the spot you want to be in. You want to be able to uh, to put some pressure on guys to push the right buttons and end up with the class that you want. So, um, you know, I like what's out there. Um, Wigan, a guy that I keep circling back around to, uh, probably more talented than. than a lot of people realize, um, 
And somebody that uh, you know is familiar with Lackawanna say he's the best offensive tackle prospect to come out sort of in the in the the modern age. We're not talking back to Bryant McKinney or anything like that, but they've had some good ones come out of Lackawanna in the last couple of years. Penn State's got a great relationship there. Of course, Jake, uh, Jaquan Brisker is is coming to Penn State from Lackawanna. Uh, they've had some success with some other guys there. So um, you know, it's just a guy I keep circling back around to. Um, I think the biggest the biggest storyline, and we're not talking commitments or anything like that, and we'll talk. A, a bunch about that, uh, you know, in, in some stuff on Friday on the site. Um, but Brian Bressy, number one player in the country in 2020. Um, I don't see him moving from that spot anytime soon. Um, you know, he had a cancer, he had a, a visit to Oklahoma that he postponed and decided to visit Penn State and said, I think that's a huge deal. I think Penn State's in a very good spot right now. Steve Wiltfong put in his crystal ball pick uh, to Penn State. Don't think I'm there yet, uh, but but Steve Steve put in his crystal ball pick to Penn State earlier this week, and it certainly moved the needle. So we'll talk to Steve a little bit about that. And I think the last thing, uh, Noah Kane, the fantastic running back from, from IMG Academy. Of course, he's originally from Louisiana, played a year of Texas ball. Um, you know, he's been all over the place, but Penn State got him up for an unofficial this spring. He was supposed to come back for the lash bash, didn't work out that way. IMG, as we reported a couple of weeks ago, IMG had a team function this weekend. So um, his family's coming up. I think that's uh, it's crazy when you think about it. They're going to come up from Louisiana, um, check things out, and uh, see where it goes from there. Penn State pushing pretty hard for the second running back slot in the class, and, and, and they'd love for Kane to be the guy. So uh, I think those are the three things that you can just look at right away and say, hey, that's a that's a pretty big deal. If, if I'm paying attention to, to anything coming away from the Lash Bash, I think it's this. So uh, like I mentioned, Brian Doan, 24-7 Sports National Analyst, is going to join us. Um, Doan, of course, you know, has been covering Penn State for a while now with Fight on, or with Fight on State. Now he's switched to us, and he's just done a phenomenal job lately. Doan, you're heading out for vacation the next couple of days. You're going to miss the Lash Bash, but we appreciate you giving us a few minutes before uh, before you head out. Hey, talking to you is like I'm already on vacation. That's good. That's good. I like that. You've been covering Penn State for a while, of course, with Fight on State and Scout for a while, and, and then you made the switch to 24-7 sports. You've seen a lot of Lash Bashes. Uh, you know, what, what really comes to your mind when you hear about the Lash Bash? Well, first of all, it's that I scheduled vacation at a poor time because the Lash Bash is usually earlier in the month, but they change with the dead period. But it, on, on a serious note, it's... You know, when this when I first got into this business, you heard about Friday Night Lights at Florida, and then I had Friday Night Lights at Ohio State, and then, you know, the Big House Barbecue at Michigan, and those were signature events on the recruiting calendar. And since James Franklin has arrived, he has made this a signature recruiting event. And I go back to, you know... Usually these kids don't know what they're doing three days, maybe even three hours before they take a visit. And I remember talking to kids early in the spring, and they would bring up, yeah, I'm going to the Lash Bash. Yeah, when is it? Well, July 28th. What? Why so late? But kids started talking about it, and it's become one of the big events on the recruiting calendar. And I look no further than the top player in 2020, uh, Brian Bressy out of Maryland. He was supposed to go to Florida, then Oklahoma. He was going to miss the Lash Bash. Now he's going to Florida, and then he'll come back for the last bash because it is a place to be. It's not just going to Penn State and seeing it. You're going to be there with a collection of some of the best talent up and down the region, you know, on the East Coast. There's going to be there's legit talent, and that's what stands out to me is 
when you're going to the last bash, it means something. Yeah, if we take a step back, you look at the dead period, which ran from late June to just this week. It opened up on Wednesday. And now it will go back into effect all of August. I don't think a lot of people realize that these kids can't take visits in August. So you've got one weekend to get your trips in. And I think this weekend kind of says a lot for some kids, maybe not so much for other, because you've got to pick, you know, if it's a place that you've been to several times, then, you know, maybe you you, you don't waste a tri- another trip back there. Or if it's a school that you're looking to maybe commit to, I mean, that's, that's one that you got to go to. So I think it's been just an interesting dynamic. You've got, what, a seven-day window or something before the dead period comes back in. I think it's changed a lot of things yeah and, and i think penn state's done it smartly this year because they have that and then they have their camp on sunday and they're going to get to see tight end brenton strange out of west virginia at that camp so it's kind of a nice little piggyback and if kids stay over you know they can go camp on sunday but yeah I, you know you and i spoke about it in the spring about let's see what it was going to be like what the talent was going to be like because you're going to have a lot of kids from the area who have been on campus multiple times already. And again, we go back to Bressy. He could go to Oklahoma for the first time, or he could go to Penn State for the 6,000th time. And he's going to Penn State. And what it also speaks of is what kids think of Penn State, that it's comfortable, that it's fun. It's a place they want to be at, even if they've already been multiple times, even if you have kids who aren't going there to commit on this day, but already know everything about the program. They just want to go hang there. And one thing that really strikes me when I talk to kids about Penn State and the recruiting is they don't – look, everybody knows James Franklin's a great recruiter. You know, he's a, he's a lot of fun to listen to talk to, and, and he gets it from that standpoint. But you can just run down the list of assistants at Penn State, and depending on the position or who's recruiting them, the kids talk highly about the energy and the family – and just how, you know, their whole approach. And that's why kids want to go back. Even even when they've been there a bunch of times, they want to keep going back instead of going to see another school. Yeah, and you've seen some of these guys on the list that, that have been there a couple times. Uh, Anthony Wiggins has been to, on campus several times. Jared Harrison Hunt from New York has been on campus a bunch. Zach Franks is coming up, um, you know, for his second visit in, in under a month. So you've got guys that just keep coming back. And, and, and when you're shaping this class and when you're thinking about the possibility of this class, I mean, those are three guys to, to me that just jump out as, as regular guys who maybe could have used this weekend to visit elsewhere. Instead, they're going to Penn State. I think that says something. Yeah, I think there are also three kids that, you know, you and I could probably have on commit watch for this weekend if we wanted to, um, just because they've been there so much and it tells you what they feel about the program. And I look at a guy like Wigan, who's from Maryland, and he could go visit a bunch of places, and he's getting ready to get into his training camp at Lackawanna Junior College. And he's decided, hey, I think I'm going to head back to Penn State again. And you know when Penn State's getting some of these kids on campus, especially the 2019s, they don't have a ton of spots left. And so, yeah, it's going to be a good time and it's going to be fun. But there's also going to be some serious discussions there about, hey, do you want to be here? Do you want to be in the fold? And, you know, you look at, you know, we're talking about Wigan and Zach Franks. And I, I kind of put them in different categories because Franks will take time to develop. And you always bring in a Juco to be a two-deep guy. If you're taking a Juco kid that's not a two-deep two guy, you're making a mistake. Um, but they're going to start, you know, Zach Franks is going to hear about, well, we're after Ja'Kai Moore and Walter Rouse. And, and now all of a sudden – you know, it puts a little more pressure on him if he wants to go to Penn State to make a, a quicker decision um, just to make sure he doesn't get shut out of a place he wants to be at. 
Yeah, Penn State, a pair of offensive line commits. Of course, got Salim Wormley last week. Um, Caden Wallace has been on on from the start. You've got other guys, uh, Trevor Keegan's out there, Jonathan Allen from Ohio. There's just a bunch of names out there for very few spots. And, you know, I think Penn State's done a good job of, of putting them in a position to to fill the spots with guys that they want. I mean, Zach Franks is not a filler offer. He's not a guy that, uh, you know, he's probably maybe a step lower than some of these guys on the board, but he's not a bad player. So, I mean, I think Penn State's done a good job uh, of, of building the base of what they wanted to do. And now they're in a position to sort of uh, pick and choose. And if, if you're not on board, I'm, I mean, sorry about your luck, kind of. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, I look at a guy like Zach Franks, and he's just different than, you know, first of all, Caden Wallace is an inside guy, Slim Wormley, inside guy. But but Zach Franks is a guy who maybe will take another year or two to develop. He's got to get bigger in the upper body and all that stuff. But he's a good player. It's not like we're settling for Zach Franks. That's not what that's not what Penn State's sitting there saying. They're in a position where they're going to take kids they want to take. But, again, this is where – at the end of the day, you know, offensive line coach Matt Limegrover, Coach James Franklin, this is where they're going to earn their money because I don't know if they're going to be able to take everyone, but at the end of the day, they may have to make some decisions on who to take and who not to take. So, you know, we'll remember in three or four years which ones you get right and which ones you got wrong. Um, <laughs> Whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but it, it, it's something to really look for. Whether it's good or bad, it's definitely going to happen because it's the internet. Uh, beyond that, the, tw- <laughs> the, the 2020 group, I look at probably you know probably more optimistically than the 2019 group because you've got Bressy, you've got a guy like Chris Tyree coming in, uh, Aaron Parks, uh, Joshua Moten from from National Christian Academy just outside of DC, Jaden Dotton's a guy that you've talked to, to a bunch. I just think it's an exciting 2020 group as well. Well, it is. I mean, Bressy, I've, I've written and talked about him so many times, but we'll just jump right past him. He feels like Chris a freshman Tyree, in college is what I, he does. Yeah. I really got a chance to see him at uh, the opening finals and really concentrate on him for a few days. Boy, boy, man, that kid is something else. I, I mean, his explosion, his change of direction, his fluidness. Uh, he's just one of those kids that plays faster than pretty much everybody else. And the thing that's amazing about that is he plays faster, and at the opening, you're pretty much filled with 2019s with a few 2020s, and he looked right in place with everybody else there. And, you know, I'm curious to see what happens with a kid like Moten at a National Christian because he's a really good player who, again, Penn State's done a good job of getting on him early, and I could see them really making progress with him. I don't think he's ready to decide. I don't, I don't think Parks is ready to decide. But this is a huge event for them because they're going to hang out with a lot of the 2019s, a lot of the commits, players in the program, and they're going to build those relationships. And those are the relationships that carry through in recruiting. I mean, like, Salim Wormley was telling me how one of the guys who recruited him the hardest, and and forget talking to coaches, he was talking to Caden Wallace a bunch. And and Caden Wallace deserves some credit for that recruitment just because he continually was in his ear in a, in a good way, not an overbearing way. But I think when you're talking about the 2020s, it's really important for them to get on campus and, and really bond with some of these other kids in a laid-back setting. 
Yeah, and the way the calendar is set up, of course, that August dead period, this is pretty much your last impression before the season. And, and a lot of these schools will play games. You know, you look at the, the, the private schools down around D.C., they're going to play all on Saturdays. Anthony Wiggins is going to play all on Saturdays. So this is your last impression before that. Dome, before we let you go, a lot of movement in the 2020 class so far nationally. And, and by that, I mean our, our readers and our listeners are going to talk about Ohio State's class of 2020 so far. Penn State zero commits. What's your take on this whole um, – I guess, sense of urgency from some of these 2020 kids. I think Ohio State has seven commits right now in their class, six or seven commits in their class. Why the rush right now? What do you think? Well, I, I think it's it's twofold. I think, A, players are identified a lot earlier, so you're further along in the process at this point. But I think the bigger thing is when you're looking at schools like Alabama and Ohio State in particular, um, they recruit – on a different level than anybody else. Uh, that's going to be unpopular for some people, but that's, true. that's just yeah, fact. Okay? They recruit on a different level. And so you're talking about elite kids who want to make sure, A, they're going to play with, with who they believe is the best, and they want to make sure they have their spot. One of the things that always amazes me is, you know, up here in the Northeast, when a committed kid makes a visit, everybody gets up in arms. When a kid committed to an SEC school, including Alabama, makes a visit, it's like, oh, okay, I wonder how he'll enjoy that visit. It's, it, it's almost yeah. like, I don't want to say commonplace, but it's accepted policy in, in the Southeast, where in the Northeast, it's, you know, there's a much different reaction. But I, I think the reason that you know, schools like Ohio State fill up is because kids want to go there. They don't want to get shut out of their spot. And if Ohio State's willing to take you, well, yeah, they want to go play at the best program in the Big Ten right now. Yeah, it's it, and it's pretty crazy to think. I mean, those schools are on such a high level right now. And Penn State, with a top five class last year, you know, they it's a great year. They're not on that level yet. I mean, there's very few schools up in that uh, that sort of pantheon. So, I mean, it's just it's really crazy to think that you know you're a year and a half out from signing day to have maybe a third of your class already on board I, I don't think it's worth panicking over if you're a Penn State fan that they don't have anybody you'd like to see somebody you know maybe a Marshawn Lloyd or something jump on board and start get things going or you'd really like to see Brian Brezzi or, or, or Julian Fleming in the class early but I mean it's just uh it, it's just crazy how it's turned in the last couple of ways Doan uh, well, so, well I was going to say Sean just follow up on that real quick is Two things on it. There's plenty of players. There's not just 25 or 50 good players in the country. Um, And and the way Penn State gets further up on that list isn't by winning more recruiting battles. It's by winning a Big Ten championship, getting into the playoff, and having a lot of success in the playoff over a year or two. And that's what's going to jump them to the next level in recruiting to be on a par with Ohio State and, and, and try to approach Alabama. Yeah, it's crazy what winning does, isn't it? So, um <laughs> Don, I know you're you're shaking. You're ready to grab that fishing pole and hit that intercoastal waterway uh, with the family or whatnot, or or without the family even. Um, but we appreciate your time and hope you enjoy your vacation. And we'll see you back on the site probably next at the end of next week. And uh, thanks for joining us. Hey man, appreciate you guys having me on. Don has just been lights out for us since the merger. Of course, if you're on our site, you know it. He's been all over the place interviewing guys, just doing notes and things like that. It's just been incredible for us. So we are certainly grateful to have him uh, plugged into the Penn State scene as well. So always good to get another voice on that. Uh, But yeah, 
You made some interesting points. Uh, you talked about where Penn State is right now. What's left out there for Penn State? I mean, this, I think you look up front. We've been talking about it for probably a month and a half now. Offensive line, defensive line. We touched on the offensive line a little bit ago. Uh, I think it's time to work on the defensive line. Jared Harrison hunts in this weekend. Ben Smiley's in this weekend. A defensive tackle from Virginia that maybe really hasn't been on the scene. Um, so work on a couple of those guys. I just keep going back to Adisa Isaac. If you're talking about a guy who who's a high priority, who maybe we don't talk about as much. I had him at number one on our big board uh, in July. I just think he's a priority recruit. He's a big-time pass rusher off the edge. He's still raw, you know, He's a, but he's rated highly in some places. So I, I think if you're looking at what Sean Spencer's trying to bring in, if you can't land a Zach Harrison, which, you know, it's uh, the odds are against you there. I don't think that's any question. Um, but uh, Adisa Isaac's a really a guy that you look at as, as a guy Penn State should get coming out of New York. He's been on campus several times. They had hoped to get him back again this weekend. Um, he's been doing some traveling, so I don't think he's actually going uh, to any school this weekend. I could be wrong on that. Um, but, yeah, I think he's he's a big gun worth talking about in that top target section. Of course, Zach Harrison's still out there. Lewis Seen is still out there from Texas. And, you know, obviously th- things have, have turned a little bit in that direction given uh, his move to Texas from Massachusetts, uh, you know, don't want to say he was a lock before, but obviously the move hurt Penn State in that in that regard. Noah Kane's out there. It's just a bunch of guys that are still out there that, that Penn State could really close strongly on and, and guys that they haven't used their official visits on. Of course, Harrison and Seen have. Noah Kane has not. Uh, Jared Harrison Hunt has not. He wants to take some visits, but uh, you never know what happens this weekend. So um, going back into that, I think Penn State's in a good spot. Michael Johnson going to announce on August 1st. Penn State owns the 24-7 crystal ball right there. Um, you got a couple of uh, – a couple of choices when you can reset in that sort of August uh, 4th to, to, to camp timeline. Going to go after another quarterback in Johnson. You're going to go after another running back. You got Kane. They just offered Aaron Young out of Coatesville. Um, so he's a guy that they want to get him back on campus. Um, go from there. You need to add another receiver. There's still need on the offensive line, still need on the defensive line. Hopefully, you know, if you're Penn State, you can get some of that sorted out this weekend. Linebacker, I think you're okay, which I think is interesting because we, you know, we were talking about the panic when Andre White committed to, to Texas A&M. Certainly don't need Andre White right now, but if that something happens to circle back around there, um, you've got options there. Defensive backs, I mean, Penn State pretty full at defensive back, but you still got options. You got Joey Porter, Noah Pola Gates is going to come for an official. Uh, Cam Cameron Kelly's back on the market. Johnny Dixon from Florida wants to come for an official. So there. Uh, there's obviously more targets out there than spots, which is the way you want it. But I think Penn State's still recruiting some of these guys hard. And I think uh, it shows that, you know, where they're at and where they're at as a program in terms of drawing some of these guys, it's in a good spot. Going to bring in Steve Wiltfong right now to talk some of that drawing power. Of course, he's been, you know, with us since the start with 24-7 Sports, immensely popular on our site. Of course, he's, he's the, the guy that everybody turns to for the crystal ball because he, he likes to get a pulse on thing. Steve, you are well-revered around these parts uh thanks for joining us i know everybody out there uh really respects your opinion so i mean let's let's hear what you got penn state's class so far what do you think how's james franklin and crew doing so far well i just like the way that they continue to build this roster into a consistent championship contender penn state's sitting at number 18 in 24 7 sports composite team recruiting rankings which is number three in the big 10 coming off that top five class last year 
and they just continue to address needs and elevate the talent level across the board. I think what excites me the most when I look at this class right away is linebacker recruiting. Brandon Smith, five-star recruit, recently minted five-star in the top 247 player rankings. Six foot four, 228 pounds out of Mineral, Virginia, Louisa County High. I don't think that there's a prospect in the country with as much physical upside as Brandon Smith. And you turn on the the game film, and he's making making things happen in a variety of ways. Uh, he's a he's a quick twitch high-impact player that arrives at the football with a thud. I think he's going to be special, and I, I really love Lance Dixon ceiling, the other four-star linebacker recruit in this class, and we've talked about it a lot at length, on the record, off the record. I, I really think that uh, what Penn State's been able to do in the front seven, and, and really it, with these linebackers, you throw in Micah Parsons and Jesse Lukita, some of the guys that signed last year, uh, Penn State's going to have the biggest, fastest linebacker core in college football uh, with, with those names already mentioned. Caden Wallace, um, Salim Warmly are, are two nice interior offensive linemen at Big Ten Media Media Day. James Franklin said what we've been echoing around the beat for a long time uh, is that this is going to be the first year where you come into the season and you feel good about Penn State's offensive line and the offensive line depth, and now they're just adding to it. Uh, with with these recruiting classes. So those are the things that kind of stand out. I think Penn State needs to hit big at quarterback this cycle. You got Trace McSorley for one more year. You got Tommy Stevens for one more year after that. And I think it's kind of a toss-up. So if there's one thing that's going to bring this program back to reality, it's going to be that trigger man. And, and, and so is Penn State going to be in the market for a transfer in two years or one of these young guys that, that – um, on the roster, Sean Clifford or, or somebody, uh, Will Levis, are they going to be able to take this program uh, to the level that it's been? Uh, or, or is it going to be this kid, Taquan Roberson, who threw it well at the, the Jersey Nike camp, uh, who's a guy that R- Ricky Ronnie and company have been recruiting for a while? And, and, and I think Penn State's going to get two quarterbacks in this class, Michael Johnson Jr., a uh, four-star uh, athlete recruit, out of Oregon's decision on deck here in in, in August, August 1. And, and I say athlete recruit, I say that because he ran 4-6 on the Nike Laser, but he's one of the top-ranked dual-threat quarterbacks in the country. So you hope you hit on one of those quarterbacks that they do indeed get Michael Johnson Jr. like we think they will. Um, if they continue to have a guy under center that can get it done for them, I, I love what Penn State's done across the board from the skill players to the offensive line to all three levels on defense. I'm going to ask you about Michael Johnson real quick. This is a question that I get a lot. Uh, a three-star guy on 24-7 sports, of course, is a dual-threat quarterback. You labeled him as an athlete. Is I mean, you've seen him throw in person. I mean, what's your what's your takeaway? You know, how far does he have to go as a quarterback? Well, I saw him throw a couple times. I saw him once in the spring and then saw him a few weeks ago in Ohio uh, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame thing. And he's got the traits and the ability to to get it done under center at the quarterback position. I just think at 24-7 sports for us, we're going to need to see some productivity uh, as a senior through for just 1,218 yards as a junior at his new school in Eugene. Uh, he's a guy that really, uh, he put, posted some numbers early in his career, California, um, 
but I don't think it was against the level of competition. But he's a guy that um, is a dual threat that could play multiple positions on the next level. Threw for 21 touchdowns, ran for 12 touchdowns last year. I don't want to make it seem like we were like down on him, like he wasn't a baller. He's a good player. Um, but just want to see some more development, uh, which I do think from from last year to, to where he's at now, he's, he's continued to develop as a thrower of the football. Uh, and then again, he's, he's, he can run. He can flat out run. Steve, you shook the foundation this week with a crystal ball pick that was well-documented. Uh, number one recruit in 2020, Brian Bressey. Uh, you picked Penn State. I know you're, you're crystal ball, more of a pulse on what you're feeling right now. But, uh, you know, Penn State's got to feel good about where it's standing with, uh, with this kid. Well, there's no doubt in my mind Penn State's in the top two uh, for this kid right now. A long way to go, though. Um, but I think that they've done a great job with the number one recruit in the top two, four, seven player rankings. He's coming back to Lash Bash this weekend. Um, it's uh, the proximity to home. It, there's a lot of things going for Penn State here, but obviously they're going to be fighting every major program in the country, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, uh, among others for, for Brian Braze. But I, I, we know this about uh, James, uh, James Franklin-led staff on the trail that they're not going to be outworked in that regard. And you talk about Coach Chaos and the way he's developed athletes. Penn State has a lot going for him here. And, and uh, you know, he'll have another good visit to Penn State this weekend. And um, we'll see how things continue to go. I think Georgia's the biggest challenger right now. But we all know with recruiting, things can change. And, and maybe in six months, it's Ohio State and Alabama battle. But as it stands right now, it's uh, I think Penn State and Georgia are on top. And, I mean, he, he narrowed his list to 15. So it's not like he's cut it down. I just think among that 15, there's a few that have risen to the top as it stands right now. And Penn State, I like, I like their position. Huge weekend this weekend for Penn State. Obviously, the Lash Bash on Saturday, camp on Sunday. What jumps out to you when you look at that list? The list in all caps on your on your. <laughs> the people uh, love the site, all caps. <laughs> uh, so, so people can't. So, so I look at the list and we'll just run it down. We already talked about Brian Brazen. He's bringing in a lot of these commits that are going to help recruit the uncommitted guys on campus and, and make them feel comfortable with Penn State and talking with Brandon Smith at the opening he just the reason why he chose Penn State was about the people and I think that they're looking for guys that fit a certain culture and the guys that visit will know if they fit it or, or not when they hang out with, with the commits and coaches but you got David Bell returning for his second visit uh, the number two uh, player in Indiana top two four seven receiver out of Warren Central High I think Penn State's in the top two with Purdue my crystal ball is on Purdue but I'm definitely not sleeping on Penn State the good thing with Penn State here is uh, this is his second visit with an official still in his back pocket um, which he's not coming with his mom on this trip but he's got it this is a chance for him to really fall in love with Penn State and then get his mom and, and to say if that happens get his mom up on the official and and, and show her why uh, Anthony Wygon, uh, he's the number one uh, Juco, Juco offensive line, or number two, where do we have him in our rankings? I know he's number three in the composite. No, he's our number one offensive tackle, so I thought. Um, so uh, the number one offensive tackle in our rankings uh, out of Lackawanna, the crystal balls, Penn State, you got to pick him there. So if you like him, I like him, Shawnee. Um, <laughs> Walter Rouse, he, he's, you know, man, who's traveling more miles than him? Out of Washington, D.C., was at Ohio State yesterday, 
He's in Palo Alto today and tomorrow, taking a red eye to get to Lash Bash on Saturday. I like Stanford, but if Stanford's too far, which this is his first time bringing mom out to Stanford, if that just doesn't click for whatever reason, uh, that would change the whole dynamic of this recruitment, in my opinion. And then maybe, hey, maybe you do like Penn State. Uh, it's obviously genuine about Penn State. He's been on campus numerous times, which you and I talked about off the air before the show. Zachary Franks, the crystal ball, is trending Penn State with good reason. He named the top four um, heading into last bash. And, and after earning his offer from Penn State camp, he had visited a lot before earning his offer. So no doubt in my mind that's the one he wanted. Are those all the high-profile 19s that are uncommitted? you got Noah Kane's parents coming in. Noah Kane's going to make a decision, in my opinion, of where he has an opportunity to make the biggest early impact. So um, I, I do like LSU for Noah Kane right now, but the, the fall is going to tell the story for Noah Kane uh, and, and who's leaving for the NFL draft at whatever schools and what coaches are going to be uh, in place uh, when he goes to make his decision, things like that. So still a lot of dominoes to fall for Noah Kane, but his mom and his dad are both visiting, and so I think that's a good sign for Penn State. Is that all the 19s, the key 19s before we shift gears? Yeah, yeah. Let's shift to the 2020 class, a good-looking group. Uh, we talked about Brezzi earlier, but beyond that, some guys that you could, you know, for the long-term envision being part of Penn State's 2020 class. Yeah, Chris Tyree. I have Crystal Ball to Penn State, uh, the number one all-purpose back from Chester Thomasdale there in Virginia, the fastest man at the opening finals. He's a guy that I think Penn State will have an excellent chance at. Aaron Parks is a top 100 offensive tackle from Fort Washington, Maryland. Uh, you would think that Penn State at the very least will be a finalist for him. Jordan Morant, the Crystal Ball is already trending. Penn State, are you one of those trending picks? I am. I am in the bucket. Book it. <laughs> Perfect. No, uh, I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in by the end of the weekend, but I'm already in. Uh, but you get uh, Macari Page. I just got Lance Dixon out of West Bloomfield. Now they're bringing in his teammate. Uh, the crystal ball is off Michigan, but I'd venture to say the crystal ball was Michigan or Michigan State early for Lance Dixon. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, it, it's a good group of 2020s. Uh, Chris Tyree, an interesting guy. I think you put that pick in before uh, Charles Huff went to Mississippi State, but it sounds like Jaywan Sider has circled back around. Tyree's in that mix in the as a uh, as a top 2020 running back. Uh, of course, I spent a lot of time with Chris Tyree's parents at the opening finals. I saw them both days. Then we were in line together, uh, going through security at the airport. I just think Penn State. I just think. They like Penn State because of Penn State. And, I mean, they, they love Charles Huff, but they're Penn State type of people. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean they're going to end up at Penn State because there's other schools that kind of fit that same mold. But I just it, it, I just know that Penn State has what they're looking for in a program. And now it's just that they like it better than some of the others that they're going to strongly consider. Getting away from Lash Bash for a second, looking at the big picture, of course, Joe Moorhead went to Mississippi State. Uh, Ricky Ronnie takes over. I know you, you've covered Ricky for, for a number of years, and he, he's recruited the Midwest and things like that. What, what do you think he brings to the table as a recruiter, and, and what he can? Uh, what's his appeal to offensive recruits at Penn State? Well, Ricky, Ricky Ronnie, I think the best – I think his best traits are – He's really smart. I mean, he's Ivy. He's an Ivy League grad that um, is in the Hall of Fame at at Cornell. So he's a Hall of Fame quarterback at Cornell University. He's played the position. 
uh, kind of looks like he could still play it. Uh, but he's a really smart guy. He's an outstanding communicator. He's a hardworking recruiter. Uh, and he's a guy that you, you, you see Trace McSorley at Big Ten Media. They talk about him, and, and the guys like him. So he's one for one uh, as the play caller. Um, and took it to a Washington team that was really good defensively. And, and, and Penn State had a lot of pieces on offense, but Ricky Ronnie was the maestro in that ball game, And they looked pretty good. We'll see what he does uh, for an entire season. But you, you feel good about Coach Ronnie, who I just think – is a guy that checks all the boxes and, and is, a, is a guy that could be on track to be a head, be one of the next guys out of Penn State to be a head coach if it goes the way he draws it up the next couple seasons. All right, Steve. Well, thank you for joining us. You, I know you have a vacation coming up yourself, uh, but you will be around on Saturday to help us with Lash Bash stuff. And as always, it's it's the best in the business, and it's, uh, and it's our pleasure to work with you. So thanks for joining us, Steve. Fitz, love working with you. Love being on your board. You got you guys have a great site. Thanks for allowing me to be part of it. And uh, we'll talk to you. I'll, I'll talk to you later today, probably, buddy. We'll see it. So Steve and Doan heading out on vacation. Uh, got to get me some of that uh, that game plan. But uh, you're stuck with me for this uh, for this podcast. You're stuck with me all weekend for for our coverage of the Lash Bash. Of course, Tyler Donahue is going to be helping us out. Steve will be around. Uh, there will be no better coverage than online24seven.com. So hopefully you can join us there. And you've made it through 40 minutes of just me, pretty much. Uh, so more power to you. Um, thank you for joining us on the Lions 24/7 podcast. We'll sign off. Um, you know, where are we at with the Lash Bash? Uh, you know, I like where Penn State stands with Anthony Wigan. I like where Penn State stands with Zach Franks. Just put in a crystal ball for Penn State there. Um, possibly, you know, maybe someone like Jared Harrison Hunt could hop on board or whatnot. I think I think Penn State's going to, you know, have some success, grow the class a little bit this weekend and, and continue to build on that 2020 class. Don't think they're ready to dip their toe in there yet and, and get a commitment. But you never know. It's a good group uh, visiting this weekend. So uh, it could happen. But uh, thanks for joining us us on the Lions 24-7 podcast. Not sure when we're going to be back here. I'm going to talk to Tyler about how we're going to do this whole thing, and and I'm not sure what the format's going to be uh, moving forward, but it's good to get an episode in. It's good to uh, you know talk a little Penn State recruiting with you, and, and, and hopefully we can talk a little bit more next week about uh, the run that Penn State may have gone on. So thanks for joining us on the Lions 24-7 podcast. Of course, you can check us out, iTunes, uh, Google Play, anywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess... Uh, we will see you after the Lash Bash and on Lions247.com. Thank you for joining us. So many seeds, I can have a birdhouse. I'm in love on a mama. I hope it work out. I hope it work out. I hope it work out.